0: Weather and science across the globe. The Weather Jazz Podcast. It's getting to be that time of year. It's peak hurricane season. The summer heat is disappearing. The fall foliage will start to pop. Stay on top of it right here on the Weather Jazz Podcast. welcome to weather jazz a world audience podcast about anything and everything weather science earth science and periodically even some off-topic things that uh, most of the time i cover on a friday i am your host and the creator of the weather jazz podcast Andre bernier i'm the senior meteorologist on staff with WGW Television in Cleveland, Ohio. This is episode number 237 for Monday. Meteorological Monday, September 13, 2021. What a weekend. We had a delightful weekend. My wife and I actually, instead of watching football, especially at this time of year, when you have a day that presents itself like yesterday when we had highs in the low to mid-80s. Dew points were up a little bit, but they were still under control. They weren't super mega stuffy, but they weren't low either, kind of of in the middle. So we took advantage of that and took a nice long hike in North Chagrin Reservation. And we took that hike behind Squires Castle, just in case you've never done that and you live near Squire's Castle, you owe yourself a treat to, first of all, go to Squire's Castle. There's a trail behind the castle that goes up and then splits off. You can follow the Flower Trail. It's a loop, and it usually takes about an hour to do. And so that's what we were doing Yep, during all of the NFL action. We did periodically listen in. We asked. Uh, our Alexa machine, what the score was while we were making dinner and basically having some family chatter. And we were encouraged by the Browns leading most of the game. It's really a shame that they couldn't hang on to the end. Some key mistakes from what I understand from my personal trainer, Joey Fitz, uh, at Uh, Planet Fitness, I had my workout this morning already, and so I will be seeing those highlights uh, coming up later today when I go into work at Fox 8 News at uh, 5 and 7 p.m., looking forward to seeing it then. But the the day was really simply too nice to park ourselves in front of, uh, as my son Noel would say, a box with pictures. (laughs) So we decided to, to go ahead and take advantage of that because Really, there aren't too many days like this that will extend into September and October. As nice as September and October can be, uh, we do understand that those days will become much more limited the deeper and deeper we go now into meteorological fall. Now, I will talk a lot more about this month so far because uh, we have... Almost half the month under our belts, and I'll show you where we are and how we're stacking up. But before we do that, and before we take a short break, let me tell you what else I did this weekend. On Saturday evening, I was absolutely taken back when I checked on the camera, which is operated by the RUV, RUV uh, network, television network in Iceland. They have a camera which stares at the Fagradalsfjall volcano and it has been quiet very quiet for the last 9 days or so up until Saturday uh, afternoon Saturday evening and geologists were starting to think okay this looks like it might be the last one because they said if if this thing can stay quiet for 14 or so days that would give enough time for the the top layer to crust over completely inside the volcano's crater and hold of any other lava from uh, springing a leak and springing forth. Well, on day nine and a half or so, I tuned in Saturday night, and I was shocked. I thought to myself, am I actually seeing this live, or is this like a rerun from several months ago? The thing had come alive. And it was nighttime when I had tuned in their time. It was about 10 or 10.30 p.m. Iceland time. And now it's getting dark again in Iceland at this time. And the lava was just glowing hot as several uh, small fountains were uh, pushing out one from the main uh, crater and the other one from several fissures down the line. It was just fascinating to see. So... It actually came to life. And even this morning, I noticed that uh, some of the vents, the new Fisher vents, were actually still bubbling some lava. Not a whole lot, not as much as, uh, as I saw on Saturday night, but uh, it was still nonetheless gorgeous. I will embed the live video feed on episode number 237 for you to take a look at, just in case it livens up again and maybe a picture or two from when I saw it on Saturday night. Again, that's on episode number 237. A couple more things before we take a short break. You may have noticed that the forest fires out in the west has thrown quite a bit of smoke in the mid and high levels again, and that has cast kind of a smoky glaze to the sunshine, giving it a... Well, at least during the midday hours, a milky sunshine appearance. And when the sun goes low, that sun turns deep, deep orange. Well, what is more amazing is moonset. The moon is now approaching its first quarter tonight. And this weekend, it was in its crescent stage. And when we looked at it in its crescent stage in the fading twilight, that moon had a deep salmon color. It was really outstanding going through all of that smoke in the mid and high levels. Look for it tonight. Now, tonight, the moon is right at the first quarter. It looks like somebody chopped it right in half. The moon set tonight will be just before midnight, 11 to 54 p.m. Now, here's something interesting. Now, the moon's orbit is not stable. In other words, it doesn't set in the southwest all the time. It sets in quite a, uh, uh, an arc. Right now, it sets in the southwest, and it's riding fairly low in the sky in its traverse uh, around the sky in our hemisphere. Now, as we advance forward to about two weeks from now, September the 28th, this, the uh, moon will set at 2.48 uh, p.m. in the northwest, not in the southwest. Now, we won't see it, really, because it will be daylight. Uh, But you will notice that as the moon rises in the very early morning hours, it'll be in its last quarter, and it will rise around 1 or 2 in the morning and uh, start to ride northward and high in the the, um, early morning sky of the 28th. So that's when the moon takes a different path across the sky. It it varies up and down. That's what the Old Farmer's Almanac makes reference to when it says that the moon rides high or rides low. So right now it's riding low, but two weeks from now it'll be riding high. And when it's full, it'll be right in between. Some interesting information for those of you that are moon watchers. Here in Ohio and really everywhere else across the country, doesn't matter where you live. That information is really good for anyone. We'll take a short break. When we come back, we're going to talk about the month of September here in Northeast Ohio. What kinds of numbers are we looking at? And I'll also share an interesting observation that my wife had, and I actually had to look it up. And by golly, she was right. What was she right about? Find out right after the break. All right, we're back and let's talk about September thus far and what we see looking ahead for the rest of this month. But I want to open up with an observation that my wife made yesterday as we were backing out the car heading out to North Chagrin Reservation for our hike. Sally noticed said something about the grass and how short it looked and how it was really taking its sweet old time in growing. And not only that, she also noticed the firmness of the ground was really kicking in. She said, this is the driest it has been since summer began, meteorological summer, meaning June the 1st. And I said, well, you're certainly correct in the sense that the wettest part of the summer was July 1st until about mid-August, we really caught up. If you remember, we had a huge rainfall deficit for the year, almost seven inches, and we made all of it up and went into surplus by the time we got into mid-August. So things were pretty wet going into August, which dovetails into another aspect I'll get into here in just a little bit. But getting back to Sally's uh, comment that this is the driest she thinks it has been since June the 1st, I said, let me do some research. And sure enough, she was spot on. Again, we were near normal in June, way above normal in July, and above normal in August. So far, for the month of September, we've only had two days where we had measurable precipitation, and it hasn't been much. On the 4th, we only had nine one-hundredths of an inch. And on the 5th, we had two one-hundredths of an inch. Aside from that, it's been dry since September began. And so, so far for the month of September, officially at Hopkins Airport, we are seeing a deficit of 1.42 inches. That's 1.42 inches below normal. And that's as of today. Now, for the year, the precipitation is still giving us a surplus of 1.37 inches. But if we keep in this trend, we might see some of that surplus kind of whittled down a little bit. We will see some showers on Wednesday. That'll be a cold front that moves by. Wednesday looks like the wet day this week, but we will be relatively dry until we get to the cold front that moves by. Once we get to behind that cold front, it turns cooler and drier again. So if you're looking for some outdoor work to do this week, avoid Wednesday. Okay, let's talk about temperature because thus far for the month of September, we are only off by 0.7 degrees Fahrenheit. Remember what I always say on TV and here on this podcast. And really, that is good for virtually any place uh, in the United States, that if you have a temperature deviation inside of plus or minus two, you are, for all intents and purposes, normal. So this has been a normal September for all intents and purposes. The warmest departure from normal was only nine degrees above normal. That was yesterday, Sunday, and the the average departure has bounced back between plus and minus seven degrees. And in fact, for eight days out of the 12, the first 12 of September, our departure has bounced within plus or minus three. So that tells me that there hasn't been a lot of deviation in the month of September, that September has been behaving very well temperature wise, but we are running a rainfall departure. It's been drier than normal. Will that mean the warm-up that we are going to see in the back half of September do it so that we see another 90-degree day? June, we saw two. July, we saw three. In fact, three in a row. July 5th, July 6th, July 7th. And then in August, we had two. A total of seven for the year so far. We've had none in September, But as Scott Sable and I were discussing this morning, that the dry air is going to help in the feedback to create some of the warmth that we've really not seen because the ground has been so soggy for much of this summer thus far. So will we see 90? Well, the deeper we go into September, despite the fact That both the long-term parameters and the winds aloft indicate that we will be warmer than normal. Seeing 90 is going to be pretty tough the minute we go into the latter part of September, which is really essentially next week. Will it happen? Sure, it can happen. It has happened. Um, But uh, the conditions have to be just right. Will they occur? I'm not convinced of that at this stage. I think they will be warm. We'll probably see mid to upper 80s, but I think 90 is going to be a tough number to reach as we head into the latter part of September. But as I always like to say, the atmosphere always has the last say, and many times it will surprise us. So we will not put uh, the nail in the coffin on the 90-degree days just yet, We'll just wait and see. It's going to be tough to do. Can it be done? Sure. Uh, But um, we've got some challenges as we head into the last part of September. We're at seven. Let's see where we end up as we head into the month of October. And perhaps we'll have Scott Sable on too. As uh, we head into October, as we begin to look at some of the parameters for the winter weather outlook, we won't put it out until the end of October. We're still waiting for some of those parameters to come in. However, uh, we'll perhaps give you a hint as to maybe what way we're thinking, because the initial parameters will start to come in and give us an indication as to at least the direction that we're considering ongoing. And uh, that, of course, is always up for not only debate, but also for changing dependent on the rest of the parameters that we'd like to look at uh, before we make our final winter weather outlook. And that's all upcoming. Well, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Help me to spread the word inside your sphere of influence, especially face to face and on social media. But word of mouth is my favorite way because uh, you have that uh, that personal appeal to maybe get somebody to listen to weather jazz if they are a weather enthusiast do you have a question or a topic suggestion i welcome your input you can reach me weatherjazz at yahoo.com that's my email address or the weather jazz podcast audience connect line Please do give me a call and follow the prompts and leave me your message, your question, or your topic's suggestion. 234 525 If you're in the car you can't transcribe that, no problem. Just go to weatherjazz.com and click on the Contacts tab at the very top. All of that information will pop up on your screen for you to be able to transcribe very easily and to use. Well, I'm still waiting to hear from my very good friend, Pastor Gunnar, up in Iceland. Hopefully he can join me for an update here on Weather Jazz for Open Line Friday. Otherwise, we will see you on Wednesday. We'll talk science, maybe some weather, and a whole lot more. Always something interesting, or at least I certainly hope so, right here on Weather Jazz. We'll see you then. Weather and science across the globe. Jazz Podcast